Don't worry, everybody. The new episode is coming right up. But first, I want to remind you there are three quick ways that you can support the Fat Guy Forum and help the show keep going. First, make sure that you have rated and reviewed the show on whatever pod service you're using, whether that is Apple, Spotify, or whatever it is. Make sure you're doing that. Two, you can join the Patreon for a few dollars a month. You get access to the after show. You help keep things going because this show does have costs. And you're able to be a part of the Fat Guy Forum community that I would love to see grow, get your input on what you want to see going on with the show, and more. And the third and final way, if you can't join the Patreon, but you're buying products for yourself that I'm an affiliate for, like Redmond Real Salt and Kettle and Fire Bone Broth, there are links and codes in the show notes where you will save money when you use them, and I get a little bit to help things going here. So, please... Pick at least one of those ways to support the show if you enjoy listening to it on a regular basis, and know that I appreciate whatever you choose to do. And now let's get on with the episode. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I am excited to be with you once again. With me today, I have a guy who has never been on the show, and I'm excited for you to meet him. His name is AJ Cook. AJ, are are you? (laughs) How are you doing today, AJ? I'm um, great. I'm amazing, actually. That's awesome. And we were, we were talking before we started recording. You went to a concert last night and what that experience was like for you now. So once we get into where you're at currently, I think that'll be awesome to, for us to talk about. But let, let's start where the show always starts, man, with that same question. Tell us, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Well, I, uh, I was always a bigger guy. I, um, I always had had a lot of um, uh, weight issues growing up. Uh, I was always that kind of funnier, but fat, kind of tough guy. Um, And uh, I always try to like, you know, like eat my feelings basically, um, uh, emotionally, um, whether I was happy or sad or frustrated or bored, I always uh, went for uh, comfort and food. Um, I always had a, a, a kind of like a binge eating, uh, 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 what I think of sometimes where we had some few food insecurities when I was at, uh, younger. So, um, so I grew up pretty poor to where my, uh, up until about third or fourth grade when my parents met, who, uh, the man who I called my dad my dad and my mom met. Uh, before then, though, there was uh, a lot of uh, food insecurities to where uh, we wouldn't have food to where um, I remember, like, one time, because uh, my older brother is also uh, overweight, but one time, like, we had, uh, he had gotten some pizza that my mom had stored away her lunches for the week. And then she was sitting there just bawling her eyes out because she didn't have any money to buy any more food for the week for her, for her to have any food at all. So, like, I just remember those those moments growing up um, with my mom and my brother. It, it, you know, I, I, I got seven brothers, so at the time of my life, it was just me and my older brother and my mom. So, it you know, it was kind of like... You know, during that time, it was very, very um, food insecurities and, like, not having enough food and stuff like that. So when I got older and we had money, 
I kind of just basically went for everything I could eat all the time. Which I think is something that a lot of people listening can probably relate to, you know, and I know I can relate to that, like, especially when we have those experiences when we're really young, you know, during the years where we're conscious of it, but we're not really conscious of how it's developed, you know, how it's shaping us in a lot of ways. Like, you know, food insecurity is a really, is, is a very real thing that when you all of a sudden have access, it's like that fear is still there, you know, whether it's conscious or unconscious that fear of food going away is there. So it's like, get as much food as you can while you can until then it becomes ingrained habits. Right. I still, I still have that problem still to this day of thinking like, you know, if there's food sitting out like at the office or, or, or at a restaurant, um, I can think about just last night where the restaurant where somebody wasn't eating and they're like, Hey, do you want some? And I was like, I don't want to go, I don't want to let this food go to waste, but at the same time, I'm not trying to take in these extra calories that I wasn't planning on taking in. Um, so, you know, it was kind of like, it, it, I caught myself even, even just as a, lately as last night, you know, thinking, you know, making sure not to let food go to waste. Understood, understood. And when do you remember first being conscious of your weight? Um, probably third or fourth grade, I would think, somewhere around that, maybe even as early as second grade, um, I remember getting, uh, picked on, on a school bus, because we got, and during second grade, they were shipping us from one side of the town to the other, to kind of intermingle the, um, the classes, and so all the second graders went to one school. So when I got on that bus, um, there was but there was some older kids on that bus, and they would like pick on me and like punch me and stuff, and call me you know fat boy and stuff like that. I think that's where I like try to get like the you know growing up to be a little bit more tougher and like trying to like you know, be like, you can't hurt me with your words, even though every time somebody would say something like that, it'd be like a dagger to my heart. You know, I think a lot of, a lot of that growing up, um, uh, really put me into a perspective of, you know, trying to have like a, a tougher guy mentality, even though in all actuality, I've never been a tough guy in my life. I just try to, pers- you know, like, push myself off onto people that, you know, like I'm such a tough, so, uh, never really been a tough guy, even though I, I try to, I try to play one. And so how did that develop for you, you know, as you got older, you know, because when we're really young, those things, you know, get bandied around, you know, bullying can be a thing in those pieces and you, you start to develop that identity. Like, what was that like? What was it like for you as you went through school? Did you continue to gain weight? Like, were there diet attempts? Um, so uh, my mom always, uh, said, cause people would always be like telling my mom, be like, you need to stop him from eating. You need to stop him from eating this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And my mom was always like, he'll lose the weight when he's ready. Uh, my mom had, uh, issues with her weight. And I know my biological father also had issues with his weight. Um, you know, so the com- the combined two of them made it to where me and my older brother, who's who also has issues with weight himself, 
um, we've always kind of like had this, we've always been bigger. We've always, it's just, we, and we used to think like, oh, we're just big bones because people say that. Oh, and they're just big bones. You're like, oh yeah. And you know, we'd work out and do stuff like that. And, but we never had like, uh, you know, we never knew anything about nutrition. We never do anything. We never knew I, until I was probably like 25. I didn't even know what a carb or, or, uh, or, a protein or, uh, fat was other than people are saying, Oh, it's fat free. So it's gotta be good. So I always like, until I was like in my twenties at some point is, is, when I really started trying to like lose weight because I got to a point to where I was like uh, 350 ish, but I tried to lose weight in high school for uh, I was a wrestler and I played and I played football. So during football season, you wouldn't have to worry about your weight, but during wrestling season, you would always have to worry about your weight. But I was always heavyweight. So I just had to be under one certain number and then I could be anywhere in, in that category. So I always had this goal of, and did the best I could of getting down to like a 215 pound, which is the lightweight, uh, as the lightweight wrestling or was the lightweight wrestling, uh, weight class. And I always wanted to get down to the 215. And I remember sophomore year, I got down to like 245 or 247 or something like that. And then wrestling, and I just shot back up. You know, so, because I would just like, oh, well, I'll just put the weight back on for football and I get back down next season. I'll be back down to 215. And um, so, uh, so I kind of had this yo-yo effect of weight loss weight gain in high school um senior year where senior year i come in and uh i didn't play football because i had my priorities kind of out of whack at that point i knew i wasn't going to be able to go to college to play football because in i don't know why i had that dream of doing that but i was like well i, I i'm not going to play football but i liked wrestling so I was going to wrestle 300 pounds. And my coach was like, well, until you get underweight, you can't even wrestle. You can't even practice. And so that just, that just made me quit again. So I just quit right then and there. So, and, and, and in retrospect, I know my coach was trying to help me. Um, at the time, at the time, I, 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 I seen it as him not liking me for whatever reason because I was overweight or, or, or stuff like that. And in all actuality, you know, he was always trying to help me to the point to where on this weight loss journey, he, uh, he's like commenting on my posts and being like, I'm so proud of you and like stuff like that. He wanted me to be an overweight person is what it is. He wanted me, he had like a harder nose um, attitude towards it, which I had some resentment towards him for a long time until like lately I've realized I was like, he was just trying to help me, mm. you know, he was somebody real back then that was like, Hey, you probably should want, you know what I mean? Right. Like, just because it's available. So, um, which, I know there's, yeah. go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, like, I, I, I think we, we perceive a lot of things differently when we're younger, you know, especially at that age, you know, when you're the indestructible teenager, like it's, it's hard to hear, you know, it's, but even well-intentioned messages, you know, are often, you know, kind of fall on dead ears because we're just not at a place where we're, you know, developed enough to, to hear it and take it and accept it. No, I, I was extremely immature. Um, and you know any criticism back then was was like not taken well you know like oh well i'll just quit i'll just walk away because i had i had that option um, you know I'll, i would i would lose like 30 40 pounds and i'd just gain it back because i had that option where uh this time i i uh, on this weight loss journey i don't have an option anymore I I can't gain the weight back again, and I'm not gonna gain the weight back again because there's no option to gain that weight back this time. Well, let's let, yeah. let let's continue along with where your where your journey took you. You said it was in your 20s that you started learning more about food, and and maybe you know was that where you would say you, you said you were around like 350. Like, did you have did you have success at that point, or what what was going on for you then in terms of your attitude towards your well, size and food? Well, me and my, me and my, uh, my, uh, who we've been, uh, we've been together now 18 years. We, uh, uh, we, we bonded immediately over food. So that was kind of like our bonding thing. So me and her, she would work, I would work. And then we would, you know, we would stop at McDonald's, eat some food and watch television. And we've, we've had that cycle for probably the last 17 years up until last year um there was spurts where i would lose weight or she would lose weight and we um you know like you know but we were never on the same page where this time um with my injury that i uh it kind of put it in retrospect for her also where she felt like it was time for us to do it this together and so we've done it together so um as as a and i i know you don't know her story as much as you probably have seen some of mine but her story um where she's at in her late weight loss journey is she's over lost over 100 pounds now so so and she's never had success at losing weight where i've had success at losing weight but i've always i'd be always yo-yoed where I've lost weight, gained weight, lost weight, gained weight. So, so let's get um, into, let's get yeah, into that. So, she, like, throughout those that you know, with your you know your the, like you said those intermittent efforts with your wife, where she'd be on, you'd be off, you'd be on, she'd be off. You know, was it that then that your weight just continued to to increase because your your top weight was was four hundred and sixty six pounds, right? My top weight, my top weight was four ninety three. Oh, 493. What I, what I count as my starting weight is 466 because okay. that's when I had my in injury and my where my whole life had turned upside down basically. Yeah. So I want to get I want to get so, to that like what but I, I'm just curious like before that happened what was your life like like knowing you know you're in the the high 400s like what was life like for you then? Um. You know, it was hard to move around. 
around, uh, which I know everybody says that. Uh, I, it just, everything, everything was hurting and everything like that. But I honestly was in what I think is, you know, I didn't even want to go out. I didn't want to do anything with friends. I didn't, um, I was, I want to say I was, I was depre depressed. So I, I know that's probably just an excuse or whatnot. Uh, but I think like I almost hermited myself to where I went into the cycle where I would work, come home, eat, watch television. And just, it was just this vicious cycle that I was in where taking care of myself was not a priority at all. Um, wasn't our priority or eating right wasn't our priority or the the only time I really would don't get me wrong I was always thinking about food but the only time I would think about what I was about to eat it was right before I was about to eat so I'd be like oh you know Taco Bell McDonald's or whatever not saying that those restaurants are bad and you can't eat those restaurants I'm saying but when you eat them seven times uh, a week you know, at different points in the day, you know, like I would have Taco Bell for breakfast, McDonald's for lunch, and, and, uh, and, you know, and then we'd go out to dinner at a restaurant for dinner. So, um, I did that, or, or we'd do takeout or whatever. It was the easiest way to, to get our food is how I was getting our food, basically. Um, you know, no effort in it at all. We, co I mean, we cooked, but we didn't cook a lot. Um, and then I always, and I always snacked too. I always would drink, you know, like four or five monsters a day. And I would have like, you know, little Debbie or candy bars or basically whatever obsession I had for that month. Because I would obsess over a certain, I always obsess over one certain thing. And then that's what I a majority of. Yeah, it makes sense. And like you alluded, you alluded to a few minutes ago, it there was a situation that really was the catalyst for change in your life. Why don't you take us into what happened to you, man? Um, so in late November, early December of 2021, I uh, had a pinched nerve in my shoulder. So, uh, to where I had, um, some issues in my neck, basically. All the way down is making my right arm numb. Um, so I went to, I had a friend that said, hey, try this chiropractor. I've never tried a chiropractor before in my life. And I was like, okay. So I went to a chiropractor that, um, who did an x-ray of my neck, said, hey, I can fix this. I know exactly what to do. Um, and so he said, pay me 500 bucks and every three, come in here every three, three times a week and I'll adjust you. So I um, was, so the very first week, nothing was, nothing was problem. Uh, but the start of the second week, I started feeling like tingling in my, my, after he would, like, probably like an hour after he would adjust me. And was so that tingling Monday in your Monday, legs? You skip, your voice skipped for a second. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was tingling in my legs. Yeah. Okay. So I started feeling like tingling and a little bit of numbness in my legs. Um, 
So then uh, Friday, he goes in, and a couple hours later, I got really weak in my legs to the point where I was like, oh, wow, you know, like, this is really crazy. But I was trying to work out at the same time a little bit. So I thought maybe it was just, you know, I had done legs earlier in the week or something like that. So maybe I could, you know, just need to take it easy. So I took it easy that weekend. And then uh, then Monday morning, like I normally do, he adjusts me. And then about later on the afternoon, I called my wife because I was like, hey, the... Uh, my legs are getting really numb and they're getting really weak. And she was like, all right, well, so she calls my primary. My primary uh, has me come in, so they do tests. He was like, and this is, I'm not saying every doctor does this, but I feel like as soon as he see me for that, and he'd seen me a few times before then, but as soon as he see me, he was thinking, oh man, this is, just another fat guy that's having fat guy problems not like he could have something seriously wrong extremities or anything and i was just telling him and i basically walked into his office holding onto the wall so i didn't fall over like so there was definitely something seriously wrong uh so he took the blood test said that i was low on iron which if you look at the test i don't know i can't remember what the numbers are but let's say you know, you want your numbers between 16 and 20. I, I know that's not the numbers, but my it was right at 16 where the low was. And he was like, yep, just take some iron pills and go home. So I took, I took four of that first day of those iron pills. Next day, I took eight. Next day, I took 16 because it just wasn't working. And I was still going to the chiropractor and he was still adjusting me. I was like, man... My legs just keep getting weak to where Friday comes around. I'm at work. I can barely walk. And I fall. And I'm a 460-pound guy. So, so, two of the guys that work with me, thank God I work in a uh, really physical job to where two guys had to pick me up off the ground in my Jeep. I drive home. I park. And... Um, after I park, um, I barely get inside, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to work out this weekend. I'm not going to you know, do anything. I'm just going to sit here on the couch, and this is going to go away. Um, Sunday night comes around. We're watching, and I need to go to the bathroom, which was hell for me to get to the bathroom, and I fall. Um I fall with my wife who, uh, bless my wife's heart, she's not being able to pick up a porn on a 60-pound guy. Uh, my kids, very young at the time, there's no way that, you know, two of them can help me. So I cry my eyes out for about 20 minutes. And she's like, I'm going to call a squad. And I'm like, don't call a squad. I'm like, so I grit with all my might and get myself up on the couch. And then he helps me walk to the bed or, and then, you know, to the bathroom and into the bed to where, uh, and then, so that episode makes me call the primary again, which I really didn't want to call him again, to be honest with you. 
because I felt like he just was looking at me as a fat guy, and he told my wife, uh, my wife actually called him, and she she in the emergency room right away. So we go to the emergency room, which is actually her place of work, and um, so I'm kind of embarrassed being this 460-pound guy I can't walk in my wife's job. Um, and and uh, they um, they gave me back and they do a scan and well you crush your C six they're like when did you did you have like a bad neck injury or what did you do and I was like well I had this pinched nerve and the chiropractor's been adjusting me they're like more than likely when the chiropractor adjusted you he crushed your C six. And what do you mean he crushed my C6? They're like, you're going in for neck surgery right now. They're like, otherwise, you know, this can be permanent. So we got to we gotta do this really fast. So um, being at the hospital, even being super embarrassed, everybody there was amazing. Um, other days had to uh, use an ultrasound to find my veins to put an IV in. Um, they had to, uh, you know, just getting dressed and undressed there with people. The staff was amazing. They, like, they, you know, they were there at work, and their compassion and everything was amazing. It made me feel rough. So, um, so that being said, uh, the surgery went really well. Um, you know, I got most of my, uh, uh, function back in my legs and, and was able to walk out of there. Um, but I had a second injury, uh, in February where I tripped over a rug and hit my head. And because my injury was so so new and the surgery was so new and my weight was so heavy still because I was still 450 something 460 something um it crushed my c7 so when I went in for a rescan the doctor was like hey um I don't know what you did but you ruined everything I did and now your c 7s crushed also so, uh, I have, because of that now, I have two poles down my sides of my neck. And so, um, and the second surgery was a very, very hard surgery for me. Um, I, I don't know how, honestly, I don't know how people like go through that surgery and like make it out. Because it just, all it did was put me, like, right back into, like, a thick depression. Like, immediately. Like, I was feeling good in between the next surgeries. I was starting to work out again. I was like, I was like, you know, but that just put me back into, like, the deep depression to the point to where um, my journey didn't actually start until about August 1st of 2022. So, I, uh... So what you changed? Know, I, what changed in August? Was it that you had come through the depression you were dealing with? Like what? Yeah, what, what brought yeah. You to change I there. I think I was in so much pain by that time, and I was so much, 
you know, everything was hurting by that time that, and coming through it and like the rehab was done with everything and it was, it was, you need to, the doctor was like, listen, you know, the second, the first one, yeah, you could have done that without being overweight, but the second one, if you weren't overweight, that wouldn't have happened. And so that, so in my deep depression, um, and I'm like, it's really time to get to work. Like it's time to like start. But so I started in August and I started losing weight, but I again start yo-yoing. Like I would lose five pounds in a week and I would gain five pounds the next week. And I would, and I was thinking that I could do like some of the old diet diets that I used to do for those because that's what they were. They were diets. They weren't, there was no lifestyle change. There was nothing else that was what I was eating. And I would, and so then my cheat meals, as I would call them, I was eating a half of a large pizza and a half a gallon of ice cream on Saturday night. Still, why I think I was trying to, so I was still doing that stuff. Um, so I, um, I lucky, uh, I told I got a new primary because my primary thought I was iron deficiency before. So I didn't trust him with my, you know, being my primary anymore. So we found a actually specialized in, um, obesity. And, uh, and so I went to her and I said, Hey, she's, I was like, what do I need to do? I just, I got to figure this out. I've never done really well with um, my diets. I always go up and down. I, like, what is my, what do I need to do? And she, she says, you're insulin resistance. She says, so we're going to try to go. She said, she doesn't, she said she wanted me to go low carb. And I was like, I, so I immediately go, I'm not, you know, like, I'm not doing keto. I'm not doing that stuff. You know, that's a fad diet. That's like, you know, like there's against uh, keto. I, you know, like man, I I know. I've seen your page. I know what you do, dude. I know, like, I know, like, I know, like you're you're pretty hardcore keto, right? Oh yeah. Like that's that's kind of like your thing. So like, so I'm not saying like I was I was anti keto at the time. And I, I, I was like, I had known some people that had some success on keto and I was like, all right, so I'll go keto. And she was like, but I, she's like, I don't want you to really go keto. She told me she wanted me to stick around 50 carbs a day, which isn't, isn't keto exactly, but it, you know, for, for the fact it may have been for a guy that's. You know, that may have been the carbs that I was supposed to eat. I, never yeah, I, I was going to say, for a, a guy who's over 400 pounds, 50 grams of carbs, you could probably actually still get into ketosis. But Yeah. And I don't think keto's the answer for every person. Like, I, I never, if you listen to this show, like, I don't... No, I know you don't. I shoved out yeah, I mean, I mean, all, so, so I think it's about finding what works for you. No. So, I'm, you know, I'm curious to hear, you know, kind of where things went. Jerry, I, I, I love that about you. I'm not going to lie. 
like you're like hey this is what worked for me but if it doesn't work for you do something do whatever works for you and i love that um you know everything i've been listening to and like you pretty much got a permanent fan out of me just from asking me to do this now because i've literally i've listened to like three of them today and there's it's your podcast is legit so and i'm not just I'm not just pumping you up. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna like, you know, I'm just being honest with you. I like, I like the content. It was, it was really awesome. So, cool. um, nevertheless, um, so I started doing. Uh, I went on a trip to Florida, and I'm like, ah, oh, all right, I'm gonna go. Uh, I knew people that had been uh, lower carb, so I go to Florida, and in the meantime, my wife's. Um, my wife's best friend from work um, is is dating this personal trainer, and this personal trainer has these eight week programs where they do these like these are transformation challenge thing. Yeah. But he never had anybody over four hundred pounds, and uh, so he gets. Um, my wife calls me in and. Uh, uh, he says, hey, you know such and such, her husband, who is my trainer, I don't know if I can shout out my big trainer. Oh, my, yeah, definitely, 100%. Okay, okay, so so uh, she's dating Big Kent, and Big Kent has this program at his gym where they do eight-week weight loss challenges, and I want to send you these videos, and I'm going to send you these videos, and in these videos... Um, are some guys that have lost in eight weeks, 50 and, and I'm like 50 and 60 pounds. That's like crazy. But the, she's like, listen, he wants you for his program. He wants you to like, you know, he'll, he'll train you. He'll help you. He'll do whatever you can do to help you. But you just got to be consistent and, 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 and start working out with him. And I've always loved working out. I like I with all the sports I did, so I always liked working out. Even I don't know why I've ever stopped working out because I I really enjoyed doing it. Um, so I go okay, but you know I don't know anybody at the gym. What is it going to be like when I'm going to walk in that gym and you know people are going to stare at me? People are going to be like, why is this? fat boy in this gym and and that's the mentality that I was worried about and I'd gone to big gyms before we have big gyms uh, where I'm at and I'd never worried so much before I walked into Big Ken's gym because it was a because he is a he's a power lifter that's by trade that's what he did on the side or a personal trainer but he was first a power lifter so I was always like you know I'm not going to be able to hang with these guys that are powerlifting in his gym or anything and I was like um so I went and talked to him he's excited he's like oh we're gonna do this he says he always sets these big goals Mike if you knew the guy you would know like he always tells you a bigger number than you think you can even achieve and if you achieve it great but if you don't achieve it you know it is what it is so he goes, all right, first eight weeks, we're going to lose 100 pounds. And I'm like, dude, you're kidding. I said, I said, this guy lost 52, I think it was, and the other guy lost. 
and they were, and I was like, there's no way. I was like, there's no way. He's like, no, you're doing it. You're going to lose 100 pounds. And I'm like, there's no way. He's like, we're putting down 100 pounds, and you're going to lose 100 pounds. He's like, I've never had anybody over, and so when I walked into the gym, I was 442. So, um, I'm like, okay, all right. So, I go out, and this is September 3rd of 2022, and the first day is September 6th in his gym, and I pull up to the gym, and there's people standing outside, and I call my wife, babe, um, I don't know if I can do this, and she goes, she's like, She's like, no, you, one, we paid, we already paid him. <laughs> so we, we got him to do it. There you go. She was like, we paid him already, so we got him to do it. She said, but two, she's like, you're fine. You're going to be fine. And she's like, it's all going to work out. You're going to lose weight. Be fine. And I just started bawling. And I'm like, I'm like, it, my anxiety was to the max. I was like, it's not going to work. It's, there's no way this is going to work. And, and, and she's like, calm down. It's fine. Just go in. You'll be all right. So I wipe my eyes off and I, and I meet some of the coolest people I've ever met in my whole life. And I mean that in wholeheartedly, these people, um, they took me in like family. Like, this gym's culture is insane. I've never been to a gym like it before. People are there for different reasons. You got power, you got bodybuilders, you got, um, you got just regular people that are in there just to lose weight. And then you got people that are trying to lose extreme amounts of weight like I am. And you walk in and, and they take you in like, we don't care who you are. You want to better yourself? We're here for you. And we're going to cheer you on the whole time. We're going to see you do, like, like I couldn't do step-ups on my own the first day. You know, somebody had to hold my hands as I'm trying to step up on a box. Like, the littlest box is like a regular step for your stairs, you know? Like, it's not even like a real, and like, somebody's having to hold my hand because I couldn't step up. And like, we got videos of it and all that stuff. My trainer is very good at videotaping and, and taking pictures, and which I think everybody should. From the beginning, when you hate yourself, start taking pictures because when you see the difference on those bad days, when you go back and you look at those pictures, you'll be like, I was that guy at one point, and now I'm this guy. You know, or I was that girl, now I'm that guy. Like, I think it's so important to look at pictures and videos and all that stuff. Um, but nevertheless, um, being in that gym, in that culture, with the people that I, um, I did, I met one of the most amazing guys who's been a, my, my uh, brother, what I call my weight loss brother, which is Tony... Uh, was down 130 pounds. He started. He started. He was nine pounds away from me. So he started at. So I was at 442. He was at 433. Um, he's about to. He's about to get into the twos now. So he's like 130 some pounds lost. 
and he uh, we competed a little bit in the beginning because I I'm a, a super competitive person when it comes to situations like that. So I wanted to win. So I wanted to be like top-notch guy for those eight weeks. I wanted to come back with all of Big Kent's records for those eight weeks and make sure that nobody can beat my weight loss in those eight weeks. So far, it's been almost a year and nobody's beat me because I lost, in that first eight weeks, I lost 72 pounds. Um, I got stronger. I got better. I got like, you know, I made lifetime friends that I'll have for the rest of my life. Um, best friends. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it catapulted me to my situation that I'm in now to where, um, I got lucky enough. Don't get me wrong. I got lucky enough. I categorized it all on TikTok from the very first week that I started in August all the way down because I told myself I was going to start keeping myself accountable. So I thought if I made like a friend accountability post, I think only like 400 people seen it, which was really weird that I thought 400 people seen it when I only had like five followers at the time, you know, um, I, it was, it was crazy. So, to my transformation post, somebody reposting it on YouTube and 12 million people seeing wow. my first transformation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, which was just crazy. Don't get me wrong. The guy that reposted it never tagged me. In it right. Nothing, of course. Oh, that's not I, yeah. I, I could tell you the number of times that I've had that happen, but yeah, <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> but, 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 you know, I'm just, I'm just a kid from North Omaha. Like, mm -hmm. I never expected 12 million people to see my face, you know? And don't get me wrong. Don't read the comments. You read the comments. You oh, like, yeah. Oh, man. On, on YouTube, you don't want to read any of that. No, no. I don't know if it's just... It, it's, if, like, the comments are left by, like, 12-year-old boys that used to pick on me in high school or whatever, but... <laughs> man, they are mean. Gosh. But nevertheless, you know, I like to... I kind of did, like... I like to like screenshot some of them and read them before I go into the gym now, because honestly, I, I I like to laugh at them, but at the same time, I like to keep them motivated because I'm gonna make sure that everybody that leaves a bad comment about me or about people that I'm associated with with weight loss, because I I take screenshots of other people's bad comments too. I uh, I just use that because I'm gonna prove them all wrong. Um. I use it as motivation, but at the same time, I use it as like uh, I'm gonna prove all those people wrong because they're not gonna they're not gonna see me in a bad spot anymore. They're not gonna see me um, as that person that was weak, that was uh, needed help, you know, stepping up that day in September. Um, they're not going to see that weak person anymore. They're, they're going to see somebody who's strong, but who made it through all these struggles to get to where I'm at. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of like... Yeah. Well, kind of like... Why, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I don't want to cut you off finishing your thought. So, like, I think the mental side of, of the weight loss journey is probably the most important part that gets overpassed a lot no it definitely um, does and, and and i want to talk about that can you let it like 
because you you didn't just stop after the eight weeks. Obviously, you know you've you've continued to stay in the th- in the thick of this fight. No pun intended. You know where where are you at today, progress wise? Just so people can have an understanding of from September of last year to to now, which is less than a year, where you're at. Um, I'm at two fifty six, and I hope before September 6th of this year to be at 242 because I would love to hit 200 pounds with my trainer. Which is... In a year with my yeah, trainer. Which is incredible. It is also not the same, you know, the, not the same result that every person sees, but speaks to the drive that you have. And what, you know, what I would love to ask, like, not just about what you're doing right now, but go back to kind of where you were last year, you know, coming off of you know, like you talked about kind of coming out of that depression and making the decision to drive yourself forward. Like, what do you, what do you think was the, the combination, you know, like what were the pieces that fell into place for you to have that fire lit under you in such a way and to be able to, was it not just, not just the situation you were, you had going on, but, but that, that culture you fell into, you know, with that opportunity to work at Big Kent's gym, like, was it like all of those things came together to catapult you forward? Like, what do you really think it was? hundred uh, um, percent. The culture, the people. I wanted to go to the gym with those people and work out because those people, they cared about me. They, they know, like, they, and it started early on, like, hey, how's your weight loss going? Hey. How are how how are you sleeping? Are you drinking enough water? Like they worried about, like you know all the little details that was that was important and part of that, um, a a part of my journey. So yeah, sleeping they were like not just one person, but like everybody was like, you're getting enough water, right? You're you're sleeping enough, right? Like you're you're not pushing yourself too hard, but you're pushing yourself hard enough. And, like, you know, um, the camaraderie, the joking, you know, because, you know, like, you get in there and you joke around sometimes. I mean, that's just, you know, when you find good friend atmosphere that happens. Um, and, the, and the crazy thing about it is, is, like, he's, his gym's not, it's not a gold gym where you have a million people in it. His gym is a, I want to say, 1,500-square-foot gym his own little nook and cranny corner and he has you know anywhere from pulling these classes now i'll tell you i would go i even even in the first week i had to go to a a different class because i he, he doesn't want you missing classes or he doesn't want you missing a day out of his schedule that he wants to make sure that you make it the best of your ability and uh, so I had to go that very first Friday. Um, I walk in, and so there's people, nobody I knew. You know, I'm still nervous as heck, and I didn't know anybody. And I'm like this giant mammoth of a man, and I worked out with um, this girl named Ashley. And this girl named Ashley is doing, she's in the, she had to do figure or. Uh, some kind of competition like okay. that, like that was her like a stage goal. competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I, I want to say she's 110 pounds soaking wet, 
and me and her worked out together, and the whole time she's like cheering me on, and and her husband Jay, you was there also, and like the whole time like and like, you know, having just the most nicest people, um, who are obviously super fit kind of people, um, cheering me on that first week, um, it just meant so much to me, like, it, like, they, I don't even think they know how much it meant to me, and, like, so, and, like, so you and Ian intermingle in these classes, and there's, that's how all the classes are, like, these people, they just, they breathe into you, and they, they, they live into you, and they, they want you to succeed, they want, they want the, they want, everybody's there for a reason, is, is to pursue the best version of themselves, and, um, it just, it, it's never gonna, it's just an amazing atmosphere, and I, I can't ever, you know, thank Kent enough, or his girlfriend, Felina, for even thinking of me for this program, um, or, or, or the people, you know, thinking all the people that, that literally, you know, um, there's the guys that lost weight before me watching their videos and then coming in and both of them, Pat and Iggy, they would, you know, cheer me on the whole time. Um, they both, um, you know, cause we do some weird stuff sometimes, you know, walking up hills and, and and stuff like that or we'd push a jeep up a up the street we do stuff that it's a little unorthodox that most gyms don't do but the whole time people are there cheering you on and they're um it's just amazing like the atmosphere i can't i, I keep saying atmosphere so i said it way too many times but it, it like unless you're in that atmosphere you really don't know amazing it is yeah. well the culture of a gym and, can have a big impact on you like especially one of, in in a gym setting where it's you know it's, it's class focused and so connections are such a big part of it and being able to make those connections that you did and find that support you know is a huge resource it, it's to the point to where like people that i know that are in the same situation i am I'll Google where they're at in the country and try to find a gym like it. Try to find a gym similar to it. Like, hey, maybe this is the gym. You try it. I'm sure they have a free trial because some of those gyms have free trials. And when you walk in and like, you know, everybody from the newest person to the to the veteran person in the gym are always wanting you to do the best version of you. Um, always, you know, checking on you, always, even text messages, you know, during the day or, you know, or Facebook posts like, man, AJ killed his gym today, at the gym today, that stuff just always just, like, I found a family in a gym. And uh, whether, you know, some, you know, in different seasons, different people come in and they come out and, uh, you know, that's, that's part of the gym, you know, different people leave for different reasons, and, and, uh, people come and go, but, uh, but the culture has always stayed the same. If, if you're opening a gym, and, and, like, if anybody, if they were like, hey, I'm gonna open a gym, I wish they would mask it just like Big Kent's, because 
you know, if you get everybody in there like that, that, that thinks that way, that feels that way, um, they're, they're going to do it. You know, you, you're, you're going to change a lot of people's lives because of my life. Well, for sure. It and, did uh, yeah. It's, it, I mean, there's a lot to it. Yeah. You know, my, my wife, my wife pushes me every day. Um, you know, her journey, uh, pushes me and, you know, my friends that I've met, um, over the internet, just, you know, people's stories like yours, Mike, you know, that I seen and I was watching everybody's story. Um, so if you, if, if you're on a weight loss journey and you don't know this, but it, I'm also on my late wellness journey. I'm probably cheering you on. I'm probably cheering you on, even if I'm not liking every single post that you're doing, or if I'm not like on your guys' lives that you guys do on. Just know that I'm cheering everybody on that's out there because I don't want anybody to ever feel like the way I did. Which I think is a fantastic perspective, man. And and I'm curious. You know, it's good to hear. You know. I think it's important that we hear about, you know, that environment that you get into and how it helped you with making changes like throughout this time, because again, you know, like we, we've said it and maybe people, if they missed it for some reason, you know, it's been less than a year since you really got this journey started. What have been the things that have been the most challenging for you about the changes that you've had to make to have the success that you've had? Um, well, ego lifting. If that's, (laughs) you're a man and you're in a a room with a bunch of power lifters like them, but, um, but with my neck injuries and my, um, some other issues that I've had from being overweight for so many years, I'm just not that guy. So I got to go in and do. You know, I'll go in there and I'll work out with people that, you know, I'll work out with the newbies like it's like every every day because I, you know, like, because honestly, that's what I can do. You know, you go do what you you can do. You don't have to be the strongest person. Then you don't have to be the fastest person. You don't have to be the, you know, the guy that can swim a million miles. You just have to be better than you were the day before. And I know, but it's true. It's just, you just got to be better than you. So, um, so there's that challenge. And then, um, the way I eat, I eat the same things all the time. I, that way I don't have to count macros cause I hate counting calories. I, uh, but, but I'm so good at my diet. I would know basically what it I can look at a piece of chicken and be like, oh, that's about eight ounces, you know, like, or, you know, uh, stuff like that, you know? So, uh, going places, I still figuring out vacations and, and stuff like that and making sure that I eat right when I'm not around in my environment and, um, stuff like that. That's, that's very difficult. Um, still, still dealing with the every so often I still revert back to like a binge eating kind of person and not like don't get me wrong I had huge where I like fell off the rails for weeks on end but I still catch myself like I said even 
even last night, I ate some stuff that I wouldn't normally eat during the week. I ate some peanut M&Ms. And granted, like, guys, I know, like, it's just something I, it is what it is. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. But I still, I, I don't know why I ate it. I just ate it because I did. And, uh, uh, I wasn't hungry, so I can't really say, hey, I ate it because I was hungry. I ate it because I seen it and I wanted it, and that's what I did. Um, so getting through the mental aspect of and treating myself, um, giving myself grace, but at the same time, um, are probably the two biggest, uh, hurdles that I still have to go through. Um, and figuring out where I want to end my weight loss and be like, hey, this is where I'm at. Um, my goal has gone from 250 to towards 215. Um, and I don't, I know why it's 215. Because sophomore year in high school, I wanted to be 215 because that's what I wanted to do. And I failed the first diet that I did. And 215 was my goal. And... I know why 215 is my number. Um, but being able to get to 215 and being sustainable, I don't know if that's a, yeah. that's a possibility. Well, that's a, that's kind of the next question that I had. Like, is because let's, you know, you're not, you know, I've had guys on the show that are just getting started in their journeys. I've had guys on their show that are, you know, years into maintenance. I've had guys on the show that are in the in the middle of what they're doing. You know, and you're at a place where you are in that place of navigating kind of where, where am I heading to? Where am I going to be? You know, and I, I a hundred percent get, you know, I think a lot of us have that. We set a number we know we're going to get to, but realize is that the number we're going to live at? Like, what do you think are the, are the, the skills you're developing that are going to help you? Cause like earlier in the episode when we were recording, you said, it's not an option to put the weight back on. What do you think are the skills you're developing that are going to allow you to move forward this time and not be back in that yo-yo pattern? Um, well, I, uh, I know, I know this is dumb and I'm not making excuses, but I know, I, I know alcohol used to be kind of like I would drink alcohol and I would yo-yo back up or I would, and like, I pretty much, I haven't drank since November. I had a pretty good drink in November where I had a night where I uh, tied one off. But outside of that, I really haven't drank during this. I think I'm just done drinking in general because, honestly, like, I've never been a big drinker. I've never been, you know, those guys that can drink a six-pack of beer after work and be just fine. I was never one of those guys. So I don't know why I think that I need to drink anyways. Um you know, I used to think I needed to drink to make the social um, aspect like everybody else is drinking. Why aren't you drinking? Are you weird or something like that? But honestly, I know I don't need a drink to to be and be cool um, because I used to think I needed alcohol to be cool. Or uh, uh, sorry, what, what was the question again? Well, it's just it's what are the things. What do you? What are the things that you feel like you're working on or building that are going to allow you oh, to the, continue to be successful, successful as you um, move forward? I know, like, what 
calories are for maintenance for people's height and weight because I've paid attention to so many um, lives and so many uh, different things on social media. I figure out, I literally somebody asked me the other day, like, you know, what do you think my maintenance is? And I was like, oh, what are you about? Six, one, two, four, just spouted it out. And they were like, and they were like, no way. And I was like, so I looked it up on like the TV calculator that I showed them. And they were like, that's crazy. How did you know that? And I was like, well, you, you pay attention enough, you know, you can, you can figure out everybody's calories pretty much without doing like those uh, running tests or anything where they do the carbon out of your mouth. I mean, you pretty much can figure out somebody's maintenance. And I was like, and then you just got to figure out. So I've, I've gotten to the point to where I know like um, the skills that I've used to lose the weight are going to be the skills that I need to do to keep the weight off. Um, whether I have more calories that I will eventually have, yes, uh, you know, because eventually I want to maintain and will maintain my body mass. But uh, uh, I do stuff like I do like uh, right now I do like a six week calorie deficit, one week calorie surplus. Um, actually, don't want to have to do like the surplus anymore and just have like the calories just the same at all the time. Um, weighing myself isn't a detriment anymore to my to my mental. Like my weight is my weight. It's just gravity to the world, and uh, I just so knowing is, isn't that big of a deal. And if it you know if it goes up a pound or two, cool. If it goes down, even better. You know, it is what it is. It's it it doesn't make or break the person that I am. Um, at this point, I know like um, I know the person that I am. I'm really starting to come into my own with my personality. I've never been the just wanted to be. I've never been the fat funny guy like I always wanted to be. I've never been, but I can be that that cheerful. Um, person that's going to be in everybody's corner that wants everybody to do better and that's not even just in weight loss that's in general you want to go to school and learn and and make yourself better and do i'm going to cheer you on you're gonna you want to lose weight i'm here if you want to do a bodybuilding competition because you think you that's what you need to do to make yourself feel good about yourself do that you know like i'm i'm here to cheer you on the whole time i'm here to you know, watch you lift weights and or or watch you read a book. I don't I don't care. I'm gonna cheer you on the whole time. Better yourself. Just do not in my mind. Do not stay stagnant. Do not stay right where you're at. Keep bettering yourself. Keep pushing. Keep doing the best you can to make yourself the better version of yourself. Well, I think that's fantastic, so, man. And I think. I've really appreciated kind of the dive into your story up to this point. And what I think is exciting is that there's so much more to come and you know, you, you bring a positivity to it and a perspective that I think it's great for people to hear and to see what you can come through and still prove that you're capable of, you know, to come through those injuries that you had and to get to the point that you're at today, you know, in the amount of time that you did is incredible. 
And it, it speaks to that right. fire that fuels the things that you're going to be doing as you move forward. Yeah, I mean, the, the fire is just beginning. Like, the fire that's in me, like, it's it's not going to stop. And, um, it, you know, I just hope that every once in a while I can light somebody else's fire to help them to not inspire them or motivate them because motivation is, is small and it's, but to inherit what I've done so far. Um, yeah, motivation is temporary in, in my mind, you know. I've, I've been motivated by people a million times. Oh, you lost weight. Okay, I'm going to lose weight too. And then I've quit every Monday from here on. <laughs> from here to eternity. Just, you know, the dreaded Mondays. That's why I tell, I tell people, don't start on a Monday. Mondays are the worst. You're frustrated at work. You're, you're, you're mad at your, you know, like, you're, you're, the hustle and bustle, if you're really going to start, start on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Because <laughs> Mondays, Mondays are always the worst for everybody. So Understood. Well, man, I, I know sharing that positivity and like wanting to be there for people is something that's really important to you. So if anyone who's been listening to your story, and, and I honestly, like I 100% agree, you know, this really is just the beginning for you. And so I appreciate you letting us be a part of it. Where do they find you, man? How do they connect with you? Uh, so I'm on, uh, TikTok mostly is like my biggest platform, which mm -hmm. is AJ Cook 6 or Endurance Unleashed is the name that my wife had bestowed on me for my, uh, uh, for my, for my TikTok there or, uh, on Instagram, I'm at, uh, hold on, I'm sorry, I can't even remember what my Instagram handle is. I think it might be AJ I'm sad Cook I'm not very good at the social. I think, it, uh, yeah, it's AJ Cook 06 also. Yeah, so, yeah, both of those. Um, and then, yeah, I got a bunch of other platforms, but those are my tech, yeah. two main ones that I go with. So, um, and then, you know, anybody ever wants any questions, you have any questions, you you hate me, you like me, whatever, just drop me a DM, and I everybody and anybody. Uh, I talked to a guy from Pennsylvania yesterday, just because he was because he was like struggling with trying to figure out his his macros. I was like, man, man, I got you. Just we sit down, and talk about it, and then we talked about a bunch of other stuff for an hour. I mean, I'll talk to anybody, just as long as they're trying to get out of this thing, because I know a lot of guys and girls are in that spot. And uh, I just trying to help whoever and anybody out of that uh, mental mental state that that they're in. So I'm gonna be the biggest cheerleader for everybody out there, and uh, I I hope I I hope. You there, man? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, just making sure. Just making sure. So yeah, no, I'm sorry. Oh no, no worries, man. I appreciate. It. I just wanted. I didn't want to cut you off. I didn't want to cut you off. But I will say, you know, I'm going to put no, it in the show notes for people to connect with you. You know, and I think that would would be really awesome if they do, especially if someone is inspired just by what you've talked about today, and they want to, you know, ask you a question or reach out. So that'll all be in the show notes for this episode, man. If you've been listening to the show, you know that I wrap up every episode with five questions. I call the Fat Guy Five. Are you ready for your run through those questions? Yeah, sure. 
Okay, so question number one, Ben. Tell us, living or dead, who's your favorite fat guy? My favorite what? Your favorite fat guy. My favorite fat guy would have to be John Candy. 100%. I like it. You're on my team, so I, I, I always I always appreciate you finding more members for that. That The John Candy <laughs> camp. The John Candy camp is my place. Yeah. Chris Farley camp has a lot of people, but the John Candy camp, we're, growing, we're a growing group. You know, no puns intended there, man. I like, I like, I like Chris Farley. Oh, yeah. I mean, John, John Candy and Planes, Trends, and Automobiles. Mm. I mean, you can't beat that. Of course. Oh, yeah. Fantastic, man. Question number yeah. two. Question, question number two, John. AJ, tell us, man, what is something about yourself that you love? Uh, I'm a huge Husker football fan. And I cheer for them when... Or whether they win, and I'll put, I'll just leave it at that. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. that's a true fan. That's a true fan, man. Question yeah. question yeah. number three, man. Thinking about everything that you've been through, you know, since you walked through that gym door in September, what is the most important new habit that you've built? Oh man, that's tough. Um. I think consistency in my diet. I'm going to have to say that. Um, That's a good one. But also, yeah, that's probably the best one I have. I mean, honestly, uh, oh, caring about my health. Mm -hmm. You know, taking taking that into into, uh, perspective. For sure. Question number four, man. What is one goal you have for the next year? That is not health, fitness, or weight loss related. I love that question. Um, man. <laughs> I uh, man, god dang it. Uh, I love the question, but at the same time, I was not prepared for that. Uh, um well, it's a hard one because in this space, we're you know talking yeah. about weight loss and we're focused on weight loss goals and fitness goals and all of that. And I, I, I like to throw a curveball into it and encourage people to have goals yeah. in all areas. You know, honestly, um, I wouldn't mind having like a, uh, I need to go back to school for something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is and right now. Maybe, maybe it is something to deal with, you know, nutrition or fitness mm-hmm. or something like that. But I think that's, to at least start that. I like it, man. To I love least, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so tangentially related, so I'll allow it. I, I, I think it's that's a personal development yeah. goal that I think is fantastic. Last official question of the main show for you, man. If you could go back in time to that first day you're going to walk into the gym, like literally you told us what that was like, you know, talking to your wife on the phone, getting upset in your car. If you could go back and talk to that AJ, what is one message you would give him? Actually, um, see, the funny thing is, is they take a video of you on that first day, mm. and there's a video of me um, talking, and I have this big, huge, I, I'm just this big mammoth of a man, and I have this uh, um, tank top on that uh, that doesn't fit me anymore, by the way. It's kind of cool that it doesn't fit me. It's like a flag at this point, um, but... <laughs> 
But uh, I'm just standing there, and, and uh, I tell myself, and I literally, and this is what I said, I said, you can do this, you can do anything you put your mind to. I know that's probably cliche, but um, it, if anybody knows like that, five minutes before then I was crying in my truck, um, they will know me saying, saying those words. Uh Shit. Damn. Uh, my bad. It's okay, uh, man. It's okay. They would, they would know that, like, it was hard for me to say. Mm-hmm. Because at that time, I didn't believe it. Right. And, uh, now I do. Now I do. Right. I, I believe that anybody can do anything they put their mind to. Um, you know, you know, that they just... They just gotta start. You just start and you and uh, do your best. One hundred percent, man. That's all we ask for. Yeah. Well, AJ, I want to say a big uh, thank you for coming on the show today and sharing your story with the audience here at the Fat Guy Forum. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think I was gonna try a thing with this, but I appreciate. Hey, I'm an emotional type. You never know, man. You never yeah. know. So take a second. Take a deep breath. I'm going to sign off here, everyone. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, AJ was starting to share a story with me about going to a concert last night. And we were talking about what it's like to go to venues after you've lost weight. So we're actually going to talk about that for a, a couple minutes on the Patreon after show. I think that'll be a great topic. So if you are curious to hear his thoughts and, and what it was like for him at the Chris Stapleton concert, you're going to have to join us on the after show. So go ahead and do that. Connect with AJ. His links are going to be in the show notes. You know you can always find me on Instagram at Gourmet Goes Keto. Twitter at Gourmet Goes Keto. Threads, if it's still here, at Gourmet Goes Keto. And you can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. And then, my friends, go outside. Do something to amaze yourselves because you're the most amazing people I know. Then catch us here on the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. <laughs>